What up, everybody? I'm leaving it. Welcome to the Oasis Podcast. Hey, guys. We're back. Um, it's almost a new year. Like, we made it through 2020 as a podcast we launched in this year, so... I can't wait for January 1st, because apparently everything's going to be better. Oh, yeah. Did you hear there's a vaccine, and we fixed global warming, and... Everything resets on the first. Yeah, of course. But speaking <laughs> of the new year, there's this thing that happens every year. I mean, I don't know if it came from America or where it came from, but New Year's resolutions. It's 3,000 years old from the ancient Babylonians, but continue. Is it actually? Oh, really? yeah. Wow. Look at this fast fat guy. <laughs> huh? I didn't know that. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. But it, it's it stayed around 3,000 years, and maybe there's some rhyme and reason to it. And I, I have gone back and forth on this whole New Year's resolutions thing. But we want to talk about it. We want to give a little bit of a Christian perspective. We want to give you some healthy checks, balances, and maybe even some advice. Before we do any of that, we got to go a couple stories of what what have you tried, <laughs> what's worked, what hasn't, personal examples, then go. I think um, I've tried multiple times to stop drinking soda. Okay. <laughs> Never. I thought you were just going to stop. I did too. I've tried multiple times to <laughs> stop, stop drinking. drinking. My name is Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an alcoholic. Um, yeah, so the soda one I've always failed at. Mm, and I'm thinking hard. about it again, just changing how I approach it. Because mm. it's ruining my life. But it's, <laughs> oh, so, wow. it's so good. I just, it's so good. It's, you got to find a, you got to find a better alternative, right? I know, that's Isn't that like issue. part of it? Yes. Like you got to find something Absolutely. to sub it out. Yes, correct. It's like if you're a and cigarette I don't know smoker, you like start yeah. chewing gum or something. Yeah, or chewing tobacco. So what, what's your gum? Um, <laughs> you start, uh, I don't know what the, what the opposite one is yet. It's LaCroix. No, it's it's gross. I don't like LaCroix. I don't like LaCroix. I'm not a fan of sparkling water. Mm, It's delicious. It's not. And so I I got a couple ideas that I'm going to try and we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Um, But two years ago, I made, I I did make a resolution to, and a lot of these are physical, right? To start working out just like, I I thought right away in the beginning, I'm just going to work out more, which could have meant I could have worked out twice that whole year and that would have been more yeah but that would have like made me a better person <laughs> kevin in the office Correct. when he says i'm yeah, gonna eat, eat more, more vegetables, vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> yep which I andy started eat any last I mean, year yeah, he so. started so. with the wrong end of the salary it was <laughs> super funny broccoli. scene r.i.p to the office call, yeah, 2020 is taking it off of netflix well good thing i have all seasons on so. dvd there you go. yeah i'm that old um but yeah so no i i made a resolution to work out at least once a week and i did it there you go you did it Nice. Yeah, two years ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jane, I moved here in life. Never mind. Jana, what about you? What, well, what's your end of your experience? Uh, I don't have like a good funny story, unfortunately. Mm. <laughs> I've never really been a New Year's resolution person. Like I've never really set any. So don't have. This podcast is for you. Really? Yeah, kind of, I guess. I did in 2019. I did want to read the Bible in a year. And I didn't. It took me over a year. And that was okay because I was reading it too fast and I wasn't comprehending. Dang. So. There you go. That's failed good, that resolution, just, but it was a good. It yeah. felt good to fail that. Resolution. And I just read an article that said, "Should you read a Bible in a year for that specific yeah. reason?" Mm. Which is well, I read somewhere good. that it yeah. said if you took twenty five minutes a day to read the Bible, you could read it three times in a year. Yes, I'm like, yep. but if you are you grasping anything? No, but because anyway. I've, I've done it, I've read the Bible in ninety days once, and I yeah. So <laughs> I needed great, more but, than that. Yeah. So for me, I've tried a couple different things. Like I said, positive negatives when it comes to me and New Year's resolutions. A couple years ago, I did one where it was I went the whole year without buying clothes. Oh. And it was it was kind of fun, you know. It was hard, but it was good and you, you figure out, "Oh, you don't actually need to buy stuff." Mm-hmm. But 2021, this is what I've convinced my wife to do. Oh boy. So you're you made a resolution for her? I made a resolution, <laughs> and I'll tell you the story real quick. So for me, 
I'm convinced that as a generation, we need to relearn how to do hard things. Like, okay. I just think we've kind of lost that aspect of what it means to do life. So for myself personally, I think that's also kind of true. Like when it comes to hard stuff, it's like my tendency is not always like, you can do this, jump through it. And a lot of times I do, but my tendency is to sometimes back away or try something that's easier. Mm-hmm. So my, my, t- my thing is I'm going to go all 2021 without eating any sweets. Whoa. That sounds aggressive. I, I love me some ice cream and cookies and candy yeah. and all this stuff, but I think I, I want to learn how to do something hard again. Like, and I, and I know how to do hard stuff, but in this sense, I'm going to try try this one. And the thing is, I told my wife, and I told her she didn't have to do it with me. I just was going to do it myself. But she can't eat a whole tub of ice cream on her own, and she doesn't want to have to throw away the ice cream. So now she's in. Wow. wow. There you go. So does that mean anything? Like, how do? You, what are you saying? What is a sweet? What does that mean? How are you defining sweet? Like, if we, I made you banana bread... And brought that over mm-hmm. because we put a layer of sugar on top. So basically, it's candy. <laughs> yeah, would is that count? So we've we've had this discussion, my <laughs> wife and I, and we're gonna be we're gonna be pretty lenient on how we make decisions, and it's gonna be a, a process. I'm gonna but make you so many cookies. I would eat the I would not eat the cookies, but I would eat the banana bread. Okay, because we go. literally two days ago were like, hey, we should make Brennan and Jana some some <laughs> banana. Bread. I love that. So <laughs> moving on though, what's the point? Like, if it's 3,000 years old, like you mm-hmm. say, if we've all kind of dabbled in it and tried it or you've heard about it, what is the point of these New Year's resolutions? Yeah, I think people, uh, in general, we are people who recognize there are things in our life that we want to change. Um, there's different motives behind that. So the point to make a New Year's resolution is we recognize there's stuff in the life that we want to have change. And so to set a goal towards something, to, to be at a place um, and classically, right, it's usually physical, which we'll get to, but to set these goals, I'm going to do this thing. It's like, I think that will make me a better person. Um, so we set these goals because we recognize there are things in life we want to get rid of. So goal setting is one big mm-hmm. one. Um, and the benefit of making a, a goal is you have a target to shoot for. Yeah. And even put that in a different way is we've always talked about vision in the church. Yeah. And what does it look like for you to have vision for your life? Where are you going with your life? Are you just wandering about, taking each day at a time, kind of aimlessly, not really with a trajectory? Or are you putting some some purpose behind it, some intentionality of how you're going to live your days so that in five years, 10 years, 50 years, right. God willing, you're, you're where you want to be? And that's goal setting can be a huge mm-hmm. part of that kind of vision casting piece. So beyond yeah. that, what is what are the like aspects of these res- resolutions we want to talk about? Like there's got to be things that are triggers, red flags, question marks that that come up when this topic comes up. So what are they? Yeah. I mean, one thing to, a question to ask yourself, is this goal healthy? Like, um, what is my intention with this goal? Why do I want to do it? Um, Is it healthy? Am I doing something for the right reasons? Um, Often we just set goals and we don't really think about those What becomes like an unhealthy goal? Like what's, what are the, because I've heard that term too, but how do you find the line? Is it, is it solely personal? Is there... I mean, what's an unhealthy goal? I think to me, it's it's always almost always going to go back to motive. Mm-hmm. Like really, like being physically healthy. So like wanting to work out or eat or eat better to to make the, like okay, what's the reasoning behind? Mm-hmm. Like why am I making this goal? Mm-hmm. Why am I? Why do I have to make this resolution? Um, so is it healthy from perspective of I? Especially we do a podcast for college young adults. <laughs> That focuses around faith in Jesus. Yeah. So is my goal to personally lift up myself to make me look better in front of other people, or is it to 
become more like Jesus. First uh, Peter, it's like we are living stones being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus. It's like we are being built up into a spiritual household, becoming holy as Jesus is holy. Like, is that my vision, as you say? Is that the target? Yeah. Is that my goal? Mm-hmm. Or is this why I can look better for this specific reason? Yeah, so who doesn't like, want I a 17 your, pack of abs? You know? <laughs> That's the only reason yeah. I do anything. I got a case. Low key, my sugar thing is just so that when summer <laughs> rolls around, I'm looking extra nice. <laughs> huh? Huh? Oh my goodness. And I think another piece of that is a healthy goal is attainable. Yeah. Like if you're if you're setting goals that are unattainable, you're setting yourself up for failure. Like, and and again. Try something hard. Do something that's going to push you and make you a little bit uncomfortable, but also make sure it's somewhat attainable. Like, mm-hmm. can I eat sugar or no sugar all of 2021? Yes. Can I eat sugar? No, not eat sugar the whole rest of my life. Come on. that, that <laughs> That's just not going to happen. Can yeah. you? What? Yes. Will can you? you? Will I? No. Like, I'm going to come <laughs> back to my beloved ice cream sometime. But, and then it's just like, are they too vague? An unhealthy mm. goal is vague. Like, you have no idea what that even means. Like I, we were having a conversation, Ben and I and Jaina earlier, and <laughs> what what was it? You said that you wanted to, maybe that was even on the podcast when you said you wanted to work out, but you had no idea. You didn't set a an, an estimate for like how much that meant. Mm. Was this up in the office? That no was idea. just I'm at lost. the beginning of the podcast. Is that what you're talking about? When I just you said, said you wanted if I worked out twice, then that would have yeah, that would have been more because then we talked about, about the office. Else. Dude, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, we said something that it was a goal, and it was way too vague, and it was just like, okay, yeah. I can't measure that. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. not even healthy because I have no idea if I ever hit it. Yeah. What else? What are other aspects of resolutions we need to talk about? Yeah, I think and, uh, an aspect of even when they're too vague and immeasurable, and here's, here's, here's why it's important. You want to make stuff measurable because then you can evaluate it well. Mm-hmm. Um, and an aspect of being able to evaluate it well and do it well, if I have a vague goal – I don't know what to put in place, but if I have specifics, I know kind of what to put in place. But even more importantly, I know that I can tell other people to help me keep accountable. So accountability is a huge aspect of it where like I I can, if I say I'm going to read my Bible every day, hey, Brandon, help me keep accountable to, or just even, I want to read my Bible more is what we say. Mm -hmm. I want to pray more. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to work out more. Like I can say, Brandon, make sure I work out more. Mm -hmm. So it's like for you, it's even, I don't know what that means. So if I'm specific, if it is measurable, Mm -hmm. if I can write it on paper, it becomes easier for it to be accountable and then therefore I think easier to be attainable. But again, still goes back to what are your motives behind it. So then in in all this, how do you tie in the spiritual stuff? Because we've talked, I mean, the physical side, the exercising, the dieting, whatever, all of that. That's that's your go-to New Year's resolutions. People are always making those. But where does Jesus and spirituality and becoming more like Christ fit in all this. Why do you think we go immediately to the physical? Even in the church, right? I feel like if there's if there's New Year's resolutions I hear about with my friends, like the majority of it is I want to physically just be better hmm. or look better or feel better, which isn't a bad, again, mm-hmm. that's not in and of itself a bad thing, mm-hmm. but it's rare. I think it's rare when I hear people talk about specific want to be more like Jesus goals outside of I want to be the, read the Bible. Mm-hmm. in a year yeah i go hear that okay like that's not a bad goal i just i i well, i don't i don't know if i don't i'm frustrated with it or don't understand <laughs> it or maybe it's just this idea of yes a new year means a fresh start and so i was like okay now you're gonna start reading your bible <laughs> now you want to pray more <laughs> Vers- or, or maybe you don't want to but i just want to work out i don't know i don't understand like why we need 
to have New Year's, uh, not New Year's resolutions, but why we think that we can only do it at a certain mm. aspect or season of our life. But I feel like we go so much to the physical versus spiritual, and I get frustrated with it. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of that. So we'll unpack a little bit of that. Physical stuff is still good. It is not bad. Yeah. You just said, I mean, what what is it? First Timothy 4, 8. Physical training is of some value. Godliness has value for all things. So even the Bible is telling us physical value, physical training is of some value. Yeah. So your goals, we're not telling you you can't make those goals. We're not saying those are bad. But right there, it's telling you godliness is what's truly mm-hmm. important, what's truly mattering. So what's what's a spiritual goal besides maybe Bible reading? We've thrown that out. That people could set, people could think about, they could look to grow in. Like how do you how do we focus more holistically yep. on these goals? Well, how again? Why do you want to do it? Mm-hmm. It's it's mm-hmm. going to this idea of Jesus. There are specific. I think honestly, a good goal that any every person could put into play is I'm gonna I'm gonna go to church instead of twice a month. Maybe I'll go weekly. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. because it's become normal now mm-hmm. for a, a regular church attender to be going twice a month or once a month even. Mm-hmm. And that's your regular church attender. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. There's a lot of different aspects of it. I just, yeah. I think we put so much power in the resolution, which is not necessarily healthy. Mm-hmm. We think that if I make the resolution, if I make the goal, um, then it's going to happen or it's, I don't know. It's just, I'm just stuck on this idea of, <laughs> I don't know why I'm so mad about it right now. Um, it's worked up. Yeah, I just... We put so much power in the resolution. I don't know. I'm stuck on the idea well, I, I think of it. This is why I think that New Year's resolutions can be so beneficial. They can. In the you life, don't have to have them. Well, well, in the life we live and in, in the culture we've set, we've set this cu- culture of hurry and hustle, and it's constantly go, go, go. People are always doing things. Their schedules are so full. People are busy. And in all of that, we've lost a series of evaluation. We've lost mm-hmm. opportunities to reflect. We've lost opportunities to find uh, points where we can change and make additions or subtractions to our lives. And the new year is weirdly enough, even though it's 30 seconds that changes the calendar from one thing to another. Culturally, it's become this idea where we have an opportunity to reflect. We have an opportunity to evaluate. We we finally slow down sometimes enough where we can implement some of these changes. So I don't know if that it's answering a little bit of your question. My, my question is, okay, how many people actually then reflect? So even if you've made, yeah. the, made the goal, made the resolution, did you reflect? If you did or did, like if you did and didn't do it, did you reflect? Mm-hmm. And then, or are you just making another one? <clears throat> yeah, I, I think it's a good question. I have no idea. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and I think the, the new year is definitely a point of reflection for me where it's, you look back on the last year and mm-hmm. I think it might be more than you'd think, but maybe not to the level of depth that you'd want. You know, people okay. are reflecting yeah. on the year, yeah. like just in mm-hmm. general. like Yeah, this time. Yeah, consistently people yeah. are looking back at the year just because of the turn of the calendar. But we'd encourage them to look deeper mm-hmm. and ask some of the harder questions about themselves, their spirituality, their walk with Jesus yeah. probably. And tying that back in, what, what do we want to – when we're talking about spiritual stuff and holistic stuff of yeah. spiritual goals, what are we asking people yeah. to do? Mm-hmm. Like be it, like it, Jesus. Exactly. Ultimately, yeah. it's like and 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 it comes with so an aspect of adding spiritual stuff like this is not just a, are you, you want to read your Bible more because you actually want to become more like Jesus and glorify God, or because you think it's the right thing to do? Mm-hmm. Do you want to pray That's more because you actually want to have intimacy with the Father through Jesus and have the Holy Spirit move in your life, or is it because you know it's something you're supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Like just mm-hmm. ask why. 
Mm-hmm. And and that I think is my frustration yeah. with it is yeah. we we get to new and it is good. I, I want people to reflect well. I want people to reflect well, not just reflect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want people to know where they're going, what their target is, and ultimately, first we know that's be holy as Jesus is holy. Like we are being built into the spiritual houses. Yeah. <clears throat> it was like ask why are you actually putting some of these aspects into place? Mm-hmm. And so yes, be like Jesus, but yeah. why? Like, I saw this yeah. really great, um, like I don't know what the word is, like practice that you could do when you want to do something. So if you set like a resolution, you write it down and then you say, okay, well, why do I want to do that thing? And mm-hmm. then you write the answer and you say, okay, well, why do I feel that way? And you do that like seven times and eventually you get to this deeper like core thing that's influencing that big decision that you yeah. made. So like if you want to read your Bible more, you say, well, why do I want to read my Bible more? Well, I want to get to know God's word more. Okay, well, why do I want to know God's word more? So then you just like keep going down this thing and eventually mm-hmm. it will either reveal your real true attention. Um, so that could be a really good practice to help you to see like, yeah, super good. are your intentions really good or mm-hmm. are they bad? And then maybe you can address that even. No, no, that's that's awesome. I love that. Where does the where does failure come into this? So you hear the classic New Year's resolution done by February, you know. Yeah. 21 days makes a habit, but people don't make it 21 days. You know, or mm-hmm. things like that. So how do we navigate the fact that failure is a lot of people's reality? But how do you not let that be your reality? How mm-hmm. do you still have hope? I, I don't know. Where do we take that? I think comparison has an aspect of it. Mm-hmm. It's I'm... We either, so 21 days makes a habit. I actually heard that. And then 180 days actually makes a discipline. Mm. <laughs> um, but we see our friends and we see, I made this goal. I have a friend or know someone on social media who's made this goal. And I see them finishing it and accomplishing it. And I'm not doing what they're doing. And so I just either give up and quit. So then I stop, uh, which the next year when I come to wanting to make a goal or wanting to make a resolution to move forward and become better as a person, it's like, I'm not going to do it because I remember my failure in the past. Mm -hmm. And so it's, how do you keep yourself from comparing yourself to other people? How do you make sure you know what God is asking you to change in that moment, not what you think you need to change? So where is prayer involved in the resolution? Um, And ultimately, I think it comes back to what you're talking about with the 80% thing. It's we focus on the accomplishment and finishing it versus what actually happened in the process. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you want to. Yeah, I hadn't said that yet, but I've been reading this book, To Hell with the Hustle, with Jefferson Bethke, and he talks all about goals and formations, and really, what our goal is in this, funny enough, goal, (laughs) what our goal is in this is we want you to be people who are growing to become more like Jesus. We've said that repeatedly in this podcast. We hope in every podcast that's the goal, and you know, we want you to be more like Christ. And when we set goals, a lot of times we're so focused on the end result, the thing we're trying to finish and get to, that we forget about the whole process of the goal. So when you say, I want to lose 10 pounds this year, and that becomes your goal, but you forget that there, that's a process to, to get to that goal. There's something in that. So when you say, I want to read the whole Bible this year, it's how, to, how in your daily life do you always consistently make a process so that you eventually reach that goal? Mm-hmm. And in that, there's an 80% rule where a lot of times most people fail about, they make it about 80%, but they'll fail about 20%. Like this is just kind of a statistic that has been thrown around so when you're doing these things, so say four times a month you want to do something, three times a month you do it once you miss. Too often when we're focused on goals, we're, we're focusing on that one time we missed or the one day you forgot to read your Bible or the one week you didn't follow the diet or the one mm-hmm. time you missed the workout, you know, and you're, you're so focused on the 20% where you failed that you've forgotten the habit or process of the 80% where you've succeeded. So it's how in all of this, when you're looking at the fear of failure, when you're looking at – 
recognize that it's a process, not just an end goal. How how is that consistent habit you've started to form better impacted you even if you didn't hit it 100% of the time? If that makes sense. Did yeah. I explain it adequately? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think it's just awesome. I think it reshifts your mindset where it's, I can fail and it still be successful. I can yeah. fail and it still be worth it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think, and uh, do you have anything with the family? No, I think an aspect of it is we talk about, at least in our circle, um, the idea that we as people, and Steve taught, our pastor talked about this Sunday, we don't want to be challenged, we want to be comfortable. Mm. And so mm. once... It's the hard things thing, yeah. It's the hard, mm-hmm. Yeah, right, yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Um, so as soon as challenge comes up, as soon as something hard happens, as soon as uh, stress happens, um, there's discouragement, and then so we give up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I think we just we get too easily discouraged when challenge comes, and so we fail, and then we get more discouraged and mm-hmm. don't want to push on and push mm-hmm. through and push forward. Um, so yeah, how do you embrace challenge? Yeah, what does it look yeah. like in your goal in life in becoming more like Jesus? How do you embrace a challenge, knowing that some things are going to be hard and difficult, but they will they will produce in you things far yeah. greater than you could ever imagine? Mm-hmm. Whether you've succeeded at a specific task or not, something yeah. is getting built up. Maybe that's faith. Maybe that's trust. Maybe that's yeah. character. Maybe that's perseverance, mm-hmm. hope. Like something is getting built up. So recognize that just comes apart with that. It's like something is getting. There's transformation somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And to give even some practical things I've seen with people, it's just like your major gets hard, so you switch your major. <laughs> that's good. Your job gets hard, you have work conflict, so you switch your job. Yep. Yeah. Like that's just kind of the tendency we've gotten into. Family conflict gets hard, you avoid your family. Yep. Friendships get hard, you stop hanging mm-hmm. out with that friend. And that's just kind of the dynamic we've fallen in as a culture. Yeah. yeah. So how in the little things, how in everyday life can you teach yourself that hard things aren't bad? You're yeah. able to do hard things. You're able to be uncomfortable. You're able to be challenged and, and to yeah. push through some of that. So good. Yeah. I've had to, with myself, and I've even encouraged other people in this too, learn to give yourself grace in your failure, failures, but don't let them become excuses. Mm. So don't be so hard mm. on yourself that you're stuck in a rut. Give yourself grace to pick yourself up when you fail, and don't let that be an excuse to stop, yeah. but to push you on yeah, to you, try you again. That's, yeah. that's good. That's really good. The last thing we'll do before we kind of dive into just some takeaways and where we want to end the podcast is there's these ide- this, this teaching of Jesus in Matthew 5, and James reiterates it in James 5, but it's focused on this idea of oaths and vows in, in, mm-hmm. the, in the ancient, uh, like in the Israelite culture, but also you can see it still today, where Jesus is asking for people to just let their yes be yes, let their words and what they say be what they mean. Yeah. Don't they don't have to affirm it with something other than a yes should just be your yes. If you're gonna commit to something, if you're gonna say something, do it. So how does that tie into to this idea? Yeah, don't make promises you can't keep. Like like we Yeah, we we don't care and, and in in the context of that scripture it's talking about oaths and vows. Yeah. But even in that it's it's this idea of like, well, I saw this thing happen and then we'll say something like I swear to God it happened. Mm. It's like, you recognize what you, the words that you just said, how important they are. Mm. Um, but I think it's, some of it is just a character thing. Like if you're going to do something, then do it with that. Recognize they're going to be hardship and you might mm-hmm. aspects of what you'll fail, you'll fail and may not accomplish it. But if you're going to do something or if you want to pursue something, if you're going to say it, rec- let it be, let your yes be yes. Yeah. If you're not, it's okay. And I think that's the whole idea even of the resolution thing. It's like, we're not saying you have to have a resolution. You're not saying you have to have a New Year's resolution. Mm-hmm. I want your life to pursue wanting to become more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. So however that helps you, great. Mm-hmm. Do you have goals? 
do you have what that a trajectory, a target of how you, what that looks like in your life? Do you have specific things that you can attain and measure to see how you how you're pursuing becoming like Jesus? Um, but if you're going to pursue and commit to something, even like not just with New Year's resolutions, when it comes to following Jesus, one of the first conversations I had with our pastor here at the church. He said he noticed um, just, I think, just a little in his family, but even in the church and in, in, in a younger generation, it's this idea of like, it's, they don't, we don't commit well. Yeah. It's the idea of we, when hard things come, we don't commit. Mm-hmm. So even when you say like, don't just say, okay, yes, I'm going to say yes to Jesus on this Sunday night because I had this experience. It's like, if you're going to say yes to him, say yes to him. Mm-hmm. Be all in and pursue it and do it. Um, but don't just like, yeah, the word you say have, they have power and it's, it's not bad. They, I don't know. Don't make a promise just to make a promise because you think you have to. Yeah. Don't make a resolution just because you listen to the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Like if, if you're going to do it, do it intrinsically motivated to actually fulfill it. Yeah. So where do we, where do we leave the people? What do we want them to do? What would you give as advice? What are kind of some of these end takeaways that they could walk away with in this podcast? I know for me, something that's been really beneficial is, and we talked a little bit about the idea of accountability mm-hmm. is when someone else has incur- knows what I'm trying to pursue and a goal that I have, um, and they can walk alongside me, encouraging me and do it. And some have even actually like picking up uh, an aspect of what I've challenged myself to do. I felt like even God has challenged me to do and done it. So like I, I'm reading the Gospels, um, all four Gospels uh, every month for this like calendar school year. And I told my boss that, and he said, nah, that's, that's good, I, I love that idea. And he said, I'm trying to pursue like memorizing scripture. And we kind of gave each other this challenge, but it's an encouragement to one another. We're trying to keep each other accountable to like memorize a, a gospel. Mm-hmm. And so just there's, there's when people are, when I'm doing it with people or there's an aspect of someone else encouraging me or, or keeping me accountable to that mm-hmm. and pushing me forward, that for sure is always helpful. And then in that is like, I'm always gonna try to just like, is this something I wanna do? Is like, God, do you actually really desire for me to push into this? Yeah. Cause is it just like, do I wanna read the gospels all four gospels once a month for a year or every month for a year. So I can say, I read all four gospels 12 different times in a year. <laughs> or is it like, That'll preach. Yeah. <laughs> or is it cause no, like I'm reading the story of Jesus mm. and there's something in here. There's aspects that I'm missing. Um, if I just try to read a different way or whatever. And like, I felt like it's a challenge because I want to know like, how, how do you want me to pursue something in, in my relationship with you? But having people with is huge. That's good. Mm-hmm. Jana, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing for me is is learning to wrestle with and navigate failure well. Because, um, I mean, I'm kind of like you, Brennan, that you said earlier, like, when things are hard, I kind of just shy away from them. I don't like to fail. I don't like to look weak. And so if I know I'm not going to be good at something, I often just don't even try it. There you go. Um, so I'm with you. I feel that. But um, even just like I said, like, when you fail, pick yourself back up and try again. And accountability can be a big part of that, too. So, yeah. Yeah, and for me, the thing I just kind of leave you all with is the reflection idea. I mean, there's a quote we throw around here at the church. It's probably been said by every pastor <laughs> every ever. Time. Yeah. But a life, a life not evaluated is not a life worth living. So the mm. idea of if you're not going to take time to evaluate and reflect on your life and see where what's been good, what's been hard, and, and work to grow, then I think you're missing a huge chunk of what it means to live life and what it means to follow Jesus. So just use this as an opportunity to get away. Take some time. I mean, legit, take some time, you in a notebook, you in the Word, and mm. spend reflection thinking of what was this last year what was this last season whatever you want to make it what was this last week i don't care but reflect on your life and then move forward with vision and passion and goal setting formations whatever words you want to use but go somewhere with it don't just sit and think without making put the two together that's all Mm -hmm. i'm trying to say that's good yeah 
with that, we want you all to submit your <laughs> New Year's resolutions because we're going to be keeping you accountable. Brennan, during the venue host time on Sunday nights at Oasis, is going to keep everyone accountable to their New Year's resolutions. <laughs> You're going to pull out my list and read all the yeah. names. Ben, you said you'd do this. Did, how, did you do it this time? That is, we're actually not preaching or doing worship. Just it's as all. I'm eating like a Snickers yeah. or something. <laughs> oh, that's funny. No, no, no. We, we won't do that, I promise. But we do love you. And mm-hmm. we, we hope you the best of 2021s. We thank you that yeah. you've been with us for 2020. And we're excited for the year that's ahead. Yeah. I, it's, yeah. it's been a year. Yeah. Um, it's been And there's something. been awesome things and there's been disappointing things. And what's mm-hmm. great is that's every year. There there you go. Yeah. Some things have been maybe heightened um yeah. but 2021 is going to bring some pain and mm-hmm. tears but there's going to be joy and there's going to be blessing and there's going to be good um cool. because we have a god who is faithful and foundational to everything we do so appreciate Amen. you guys so much love you all hopefully see you guys soon uh at oasis if you're in town in brookings otherwise if you're not thanks for listening yeah yeah uh, we'll talk to you next week peace out bye